This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. All the frustration and disappointment of the past is gone. The 45-year drought is over. The Los Angeles Kings are indeed the Kings of the National Hockey League. They are the 2012 Stanley Cup champions. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another post-game live here on Dime Dropper for the 2023-24 season, the last one before the All-Star break, and we are live from Los Angeles as always. Super Chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. Clipper Nation, throw some W's in the chat, baby. That was one of the most satisfying wins of the season. We're going to get into all of it, but I'm not going to be on too long because i got to do Locked On Clippers, and it's already 12-15 a.m. I was hooping a little bit, so I was late to the game. I had to watch it recorded, but man, it was well worth the wait. I stayed off of Twitter. It was a great game. Before we get started, you know the drill. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Dime Dropper Pod, and subscribe on YouTube, Dime Dropper, and hit the notification bell so you guys know every single time I post a video, you don't miss anything. Hit that, and if you're a Clipper fan or a supporter of your boy, subscribe to Locked On Clippers on YouTube. Oh, man. What a game this was, a 15-point comeback, a game in which we were down for the majority. It felt like the Warriors were in complete control, and we completely stole it. No Kawhi Leonard out with the adductor strain. And by the way, my basketball on Figueroa video, the recording got deleted. It was actually going to come out today on Wednesday, but the recording got deleted, so we're going to redo it, and we're going to post it on Thursday. But also, check out my Western Conference midseason review. We went through every team in the West today, the four sportsmen and I, and I timestamped it. It'll be out on podcast version tomorrow, but it's timestamped by team. So I talked about every West team, and we're going to do the same for the East before the season resumes. Bones got busy. Super chat says, where the refs at now? Cheating. That's all they do. We'll talk about it. It was a complete team win. Everybody from the head coach all the way to eight players, I love Brandon Boston, but he didn't have the best minutes. Didn't do much wrong, but he just missed shots. The eight players that got minutes outside of him in Kawhi's absence were huge. Everybody contributed. Everybody had their fingerprints on the game, and it was just a gutsy win. National television coming off an absolute spanking to the Wolves, and you got it done. Let's talk about it. So let's talk about the Golden State Warriors, who I did talk about in this episode earlier today. They have been playing really good basketball lately. Five straight wins. Jonathan Kaminga is having a breakout season. He, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond all in the starting lineup. Give them a little bit of defensive versatility and physicality and size. But Draymond isn't a five, and he is playing the five. And in this game, he started out against Zoo. You had Wiggins guarding James Harden, Jonathan Kaminga guarding PG, Stefan Terrence, and Clayon Amir, who was starting in place of Kawhi. And... Draymond was in drop coverage, which I thought was pretty interesting. High drop against Harden, and he got burned a couple of times right away to start the game. First time, James Harden had that little off-arm push for the step back, which, again, I like when he's taking the mid-range. And then knocked down a three in that against that high drop yet again, this time with Kaminga guarding him. 
So five points for James Harden in that first quarter. And then Paul George, he also got going pretty nicely in that first quarter. He had seven points on three for five shooting and basically played the whole thing. As far as our matchups, we had Terrence and Amir both guarding Steph Curry. Mostly Amir, it felt like, in the first half. And then Terrence guarding Kaminga. Zoo on Draymond, and he was sagging off immensely. And there was one time early on in the game where Draymond hit a three. And, you know, you got to remind yourself, the guy's shooting 40% from three this year. I remember when we played them the first time this season when Paul George made that game winner. I said, I wonder if Draymond's going to continue to shoot threes like this the rest of the year. And lo and behold, he has. So I give him props where it's due, even though he's a scumbag. He's knocking down the three ball this year for sure. As far as the other matchups... Oh, yeah, as I said, Amir on Steph, PG on Clay, Harden on Wiggins. We were switching one through four. We were comfortable switching Harden onto Steph. And they didn't go at it too much throughout the game, except for, you know, later in the fourth. But I have to say, one of the better James Harden defensive games in a while. He was staying in front pretty well. He had active hands. He even blocked Steph Curry on a switch one time. And I thought he did a good job of getting out to shooters with a sense of urgency, knowing his personnel. There were some miscommunications in transition for him and the rest of the team a lot in the first half. Even on made baskets, we wouldn't get back and find our guys. And there were a couple of times where we sprint to Steph Curry and let them just have a rim run, which, I mean, you gotta get, you, have, you need to have multiple bodies hustle back. But James Harden, I thought he was really solid defensively in this one. And in my opinion, our best player tonight. I, I thought he was 13 strip was Jay Harden. He deserves that tonight. He does. He was the man. And I'll talk about more specifics as I continue. And this is ideally why you got James Harden for games like this one. Funny enough, we haven't had that many games without Kawhi like we expected before the season started. He's only missed five games. And we're three and two in those five games. And in those wins, I think James Harden, the majority of them, has been the man. But not to say Paul George wasn't good in this one either. We had a lot of... A lot of good contributions in this one. What can I say? But as I was also, one thing with James Harden, when they allow him to hand check, he can stay in front pretty nice. But when they don't, then he just gets blown by in the corner turn pretty easily, and then he'll try to swipe. And that's why I think it's so funny when people try to downplay what a grown man hand checking can do on D. Like, it'll let James Harden look like a totally different defender. It's not, and he's not the only one. Have you guys seen when they let LeBron hand check over the course of his career? He's locking up. So don't understate it. It still happens here and there, but it's all about the emphasis of the game and how much refs are calling it on a game-to-game basis and a decade-to-decade basis if you want to go cross-era comparison. But the dubs, they were being a little more selective with their switching. They were switching four through two in that starting lineup. Steph was showing and recovering on Harden. He didn't start switching till later. Uh, And Plumlee was also in drop for us, that high drop. Sometimes he was in too deep of a drop. Klay Thompson made him pay for it later in the game, but earlier in the game, not so much. Steph Curry, he was making us pay throughout the game. And I'll say this, it was very evident to me, and it always is, whenever a team's doing well and we play them or I watch them play, I can see within two quarters why they're doing so well. Minnesota being the example in the last game and Golden State in this game. It's Jonathan Kaminga. It's how he, the confidence that he's playing with. You saw the way early in the game he was crashing the boards, flying out of nowhere. You had to put a body on him because he was flying, you know, in transition. Different things. He's just a big body out there causing havoc. So you have him playing at that level. And when you have Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond, you have a lot of versatility and better defenders out there. Now, Wiggins is also starting to 
get back to knocking down the three ball, it seems, but he was two for six in this game. So overall, not that great. So maybe forget I said that, but I know he's been shooting a little bit better the last couple of games on this streak. But I could see why the Warriors are doing better. Jonathan Kaminga, that, that's the main reason, in my opinion, and their defense. But without Chris Paul, I think they play a lot more like the Warriors that we're used to seeing, which is faster, a lot of off-ball stuff, split actions, not Steph Curry high pick and roll or a bunch of high pick and roll, a lot of motion. And I thought that we were not ready to play them in the first half defensively. When you play against Golden State because of their off-ball movement and constant off-ball screens, you have to be on all your P's and Q's when it comes to talking. You cannot be silent. I tell the kids I coach, this at all times quiet teams don't win shit this ain't the fucking classroom you gotta talk you gotta talk on d and with the warriors because of the way that they play it allows for a lot of human miscommunication so you need to be communicating and a lot of times steph curry's wide open for three also in transition take mine take ball i got corner these kind of things, this is basic, but they have to be on all your P's and Q's. You can't just assume that, oh, he's going to take ball and it's going to be fine. You have this telepathy with your teammate. That ain't how it works, okay? you got to be alert and ready to go. And speaking of somebody who is always alert and ready to go, he seems to just always torment me. He did it in the NCAA and now he's doing it in the NBA. Brandon Pajimski, Pods. This guy was annoying the hell out of me. Knocking down all his threes, making high IQ plays, making the open pass, taking charges. It was very frustrating the way he came and impacted the game. But someone else who I thought was poor in the first half, actually, was Norm Powell. He was beat three times in the first half on the ball guarding. We just corner turned super easily. Wasn't playing any D till the fourth quarter, really. There was time, were times where he just wasn't boxing out. Uh, and he wasn't hitting his shots either. Before the fourth quarter, I want to see what Norman Powell was shooting. Because it looked like he was just on the same shit that he was on against Minnesota. He, in the first half, was... He was actually 3 for 6 in the first half. But he was a minus 9. I mean, he wasn't playing good defense. And then 1 for 1 in the third. So he actually was shooting well. But he was pretty quiet. And on defense, he wasn't good, in my opinion. Actually, no, that's not an opinion. That's a, If you watch the first three quarters and you tell me he was good defensively, then we must have a completely different basketball mind. But he wasn't the only one. I thought Russell Westbrook and Terrence Mann had a very similar first half. They were not nearly as good as they always are defensively. Russ was not in a stance. He was not chasing over screens like he normally does with, with real, like, I'm about to send this shit from behind, which we know he does. He was just kind of standing around lazily, not being attached off the ball. The thing is, you have to be attached off the ball against these guys because they'll set flare screens and other screens for each other and put you in the action when you're not even expecting it. So you can't just sag off all the time. You have to be attached or alert. And there were times where Terrence wasn't, uh, he was getting beat back door and he wasn't boxing out twice. There was one time it was blatant where Kaminga, he did not put a body on him. He got an offensive rebound. But offensively, they were missing their open threes. Terrence really couldn't buy one besides that end of the third quarter buzzer beater. But I have no problem with missing open threes when they're good shots. I always, same thing with the players that I coach. Okay, if it gets excessive because you're hurting the team because you can't make them. And for a second, Terrence was teetering on that level. Okay, but when you win the game and you're doing other things to contribute, which both Russ and Terrence do, and we win, of course I'm not going to get mad. And that's the thing about those two guys. 
They always will give you something else. I thought their their cutting was extremely timely, extremely, especially Terrence uh, in the first half. And then their offensive rebounding, Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter, we'll talk about it in more depth, the, his second efforts and his fight on the offensive boards, absolutely huge, and some good passes as well. And speaking of good passes, Terrence, I thought, made some great ones on the drive, finding Amir Coffee several times, fighting on the offensive glass and tipping it to his teammates. He did have the game clinching tip to Amir Coffee, Terrence Mann did. So besides his three ball, I didn't love their defense in the first half. They were still finding other ways to contribute. And James Harden, because of what he was doing in that short roll, I'm sorry, in the pick and roll. And by the way, after the first quarter, the, the Warriors were up 30 to 23. But James Harden, he was garnering so much attention in the pick and roll. And he had those amazing pocket passes. And honestly, James Harden in this game, he just put on an absolute passing clinic. Up ahead, just throw it up ahead passes, lob passes over the top, cross court passes to the open corner shooter and the pick and roll, pocket passes. He was fine. It was a dime dropping clinic from the plumber. And Plum Lee, <laughs> I didn't intend for that. Plum Lee, I thought, had one of his better games of the season. And defensively, he was very solid. For all those times that he was allowing Klay Thompson to walk into jumpers, that seemed to be the scheme. It seemed to be the scheme to let Klay Thompson shoot because you know what? He can shoot himself and the Warriors out of games sometimes nowadays. Uh, overall, he was up on the Steph screens, and I thought he did a really solid job of containing and making high IQ decisions defensively and being physical as he could be. So, And on the short roll, I thought he made some great reads. He finished well. And was very involved in a sequence that ended up changing the momentum of the game. But very solid Mason Plumlee minutes on both ends for me. And I thought Terrence and Russ did a really solid job of feeding off of Zoo and Plumlee in those short roll situations, cutting baseline. And that all starts from James Harden garnering attention at the top of this in the pick and roll. And he gets the hockey assist. He may not get the assist, but he's getting the hockey assist. And even a hater like me will tell you the truth. My eyes don't lie. I got 20-20 vision, bitch, because I got laser eye surgery, son. So now I can see everything well. And I can see when even players whose styles I don't love are performing at a high level. For you stands out there that are worshiping and touching your fake beards at night, hoping that one day you might get an autograph or James might send me some volume of eights. I hope you enjoyed that because I'm going to, don't worry, the Harden praise is going to continue for all you guys that uh, love me praising Harden. Let's see. Second quarter, Harden started cooking in the pick and roll. He saw that there was no rim protector, so when he had the space to attack in that high drop coverage, he was going right at Sarich, creating things. And I thought Zoo in this game looked a lot more like himself. Ty made the decision to, what's it called? Go big for most of the game. He kind of abandoned that small ball look. He said, look, we have a size advantage over the Warriors. They have no seven-footers on their roster, so we can play Zoo and Mason, and I thought Zoo did a good job, as I said, in the short roll, but also protecting the rim, just looking more like himself. Russ, in the first half, I thought he was taken out a little prematurely. Uh, Norm wasn't really giving us anything, and then Amir Coffey, I'm pretty sure he didn't play any of the second quarter in this game. Yeah, he didn't. We went, which which I thought was a little bizarre, because oh, I guess he was one for three in the first, but I don't think he was doing anything bad. Norman Powell, as I said, I don't his defense was a little bit <laughs> sketching me out. And then 
Terrence wasn't really hitting, so I figured Amir Coffee Russ, why not get a little bit more burn? But it is what it is. We won the game in the end. Steph Curry was a problem uh, all night long. You know, he really was so good. PG, let's see what he shot in the second quarter because it felt like he didn't really get going there till later in the game. He had a good first. Yeah, he only shot one time in the second. Only played four and a half minutes in the second. Zero points. Zubats 0 for 2 in the second, but I liked uh, the way he was defending. He had four rebounds. He had a steal, and he had that nice pass on the short roll. But James Harden, 13 points and five boards. I thought James did an excellent job rebounding in this game, and we needed that without Kawhi. But 13 points and five boards in the second, and he played the entire quarter. So really solid stuff from James Harden there in that second quarter. But the Dubs were playing Warriors basketball fast, catching us out, lazy in transition. And there were some times where it looks like Terrence isn't playing defense, but he just elects to go to uh, Steph and leave somebody else open. And it just looks so stupid when you watch it on TV. The ones I just don't know about are when they just let a guy have a rim run to the basket. But the way Steph was shooting from three tonight, I don't blame them. Three is greater than two. And I always say two is greater than zero. But when it's Steph Curry, that really probably is a guaranteed three. Every time we made a mistake, like there were several turnovers in the backcourt. Like one where Amir in the second half threw the ball away to Harden and just a random bullet pass. Then there was one where Russ couldn't secure the rebound. And Steph made us pay every damn time. He had 18 points at the half. James Harden had 18 points at the half, and after the Dubs went on a 12-1 run, we went on an 8-0 run, and it was capped off by a Harden step back. So even though we were down by 15, we broke even in the second at 29, and we went into the half down 59-52. to Now, in the third quarter, things started to get interesting. Big Zoo... Thought he had some great moments. Had a jump hook over Draymond. Had a nice drop step and dunk. Great stuff in the short roll. But those costly turnovers. That one with Amir that Steph hit that three. And then we could not hit our threes. Terrence Mann, he got a couple of good looks in the third. And he just couldn't get it to fall. And I'm afraid he's falling into another slump. He had just started shooting so well in the new year. And he's just in a little bit of a slump. But the one thing I will say, even though he was 0 for 2 in the third before he hit his last one. And I think it was because he didn't have to think at all. It was off the dribble, momentum, nothing to lose, get it off before the buzzer sounded. And he made it. So maybe that'll get him some more confidence going into the next game shooting from three. But as I said, the other things, and I thought Terrence tightened it up on defense in the second half. He had some nice one-on-one possessions defending Kaminga. I think he did other great things. Great cutting, doing a good job in transition, pushing the ball, finding the open man. There was one time where he had a nice drop off to Zoo for a dunk in that third quarter. So really solid stuff doing the other little things. And James Harden making great passes. The quarter started with him throwing a lob over the top to Paul. And Steph was coming from the corner, from, from the weak side corner. And the pass was so pinpoint, it got to him perfectly. So... I got to say, James Harden, even better passer than I thought he was getting to watch him every night with both hands, outlets. He can throw a, basically every pass in the book. Definitely one of the better passers of his generation. There's no doubt about it. And I'd take him as a passer over Russ. Would I take him over Chris Paul? I don't know about that. It's a, it's tight. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'd let you guys comment in the comments. Clipper fans, I don't care what you Harden stands up to say about it, but I would love to hear Clipper fans' thoughts. Who's a better passer between CP and James Harden? 
on the Warriors side of things, though, in the third, Curry and Pods were cooking us. Pods even did a little homage to James Harden with that hell of a lot of dribbling, sidestep three on the right wing, and then Steph Curry, he was getting going. Again, when we were making mistakes, he was punishing every single one of them, but we had to stay more alert off the ball on him, and he just... His off-ball movement is so clever. He always finds a way to get free. And there's so many off-ball screens, flare screens, all these different things being set for him. And for a second in that third, as far as our side, I thought Russ was playing ass. Turnovers, bad two-for-one shot, not getting back. There was one time, too, I think it was in the second quarter where James missed the step back and he thought he was fouled and he didn't get back and Pod scored. Um, But Terrence is three and he got an assist to Amir late in the quarter. That gave us a bit of momentum going into the fourth. The Warriors outscored us 34-38 in the third. Fourth quarter, though. Let me look at the third quarter stats, though, real quick. Paul George had 10 points. He was 3 for 9, though. 0 for 6 from 3 in the third. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was crazy. We were 4 for 14 from 3 in the quarter, but shot 52% from the field in the quarter. Dubs shot 52% from the field in the third and 46 from three. Steph had 13, Pods at eight. So they had 21 of the 38 points. Fourth quarter, though, what an exciting one it was. It started with Clay Thompson starting to cook us when Mason was in that drop coverage. And I started, I, tell, I was telling my dad, I was like, this is the scheme, but we can't let Clay get hot. Mason's going to have to step up. And then Mason was involved. In what was a wild sequence. First, Draymond Green clearly did not make a play on the ball when it came to Mason Plumlee. I could see it in his face. He was just trying to commit a hard foul. Do I think it was a flagrant? No. But with the shit that they be calling in today's fucking league, they review that. They should be reviewing that. Ty Lue had every right to be mad. And you know what? He didn't even do anything. He just said, James, was that a ref? I'm sorry. Oh, my God. James, was that a play on the ball? And he got a technical from that other white ref. Who was that white ref? Can we get a name on that one of you mods? Who was that white ref? I did not like him. I did not like the way he was talking to Ty. He gave him a tech, right? And then a couple of plays later, Mason gets raked at the rim by Draymond. He gets mad he doesn't get a call. So he's committing a frustration foul and slapping down on Pods. Pods acts like he got hit in the face, which he did not. And then they review that. Ty Lue had every right, and I'm so happy that he got ejected. He took one for the team, and the team responded. Way to fight for your players, coach. You're fucking doing a great job this year, Ty. And I was very happy with that because the refs were on some bullshit. Why are they reviewing that? And I'm pretty sure Pods, the one thing I'm shocked about, why is he so bad at free throws? Missed both. Ball don't lie, son. And then you know who started getting going? By the way, Mason Plumley finishing, rebounding, not bad defensively. I thought he was just fantastic in this game. Let me read his stat line. Eight points, six boards, three assists, one steal, just one turnover. Shot 50%, three for six on the field, and two for three from deep. I'm sorry, from the line in 16 minutes. Very solid game from him. And then we had Russ, 
who was crashing the boards. It started with that Michael Jordan come from beyond the three on the free throw, offensive rebound, putback dunk, and then PG was getting uber aggressive against GP2. He had five straight points. He created a point with a defensive three-second violation because they were loading up on him, and they started doubling. He found Norman Powell for the first of four fourth quarter threes. I mean, Norm Powell, the way he turned up like that in the fourth. Bro, Scar had him, I don't want to not call it a Scar, but that gash had him looking like 21 Savage out there. I mean, what was good with that? It literally looked like 21, to me at least. I don't know if anybody was talking about that, if anyone said that. But Norm played the whole fourth. Russ and Harden played the whole fourth. And both Russ and Norm shot four for six from the field in the fourth. Norm was four for four from three, but it really started with Paul George. And you know what started with it? Listening to me, shocker, catch the ball at the elbow or in. He gets double teamed. He can turn much easier. And I like how PG was, you know, giving GP2 some bumps to the chest, playing physical. You want to take that next step. You want to win the chip. You want to be the best version of yourself. Get physical, PG. Get physical. He created a bunch of points. 10-0 run after that norm three on the PG cross-court pass. And PG had a nice back cut after, which Russ found him for. And then how about Russ with the great pass? And then the offensive rebound over multiple bodies fed it to Zoo for our 17-2 run in the fourth. And then PG fouled out. With a dumb swipe. I don't know why he did that with five fouls. That was very risky. And that's the type of bone sh bonehead stuff that Paul George does. But anyway, Clay Thompson. Uh, let me see what he shot in the fourth. Two for six. So he made those two shots, but then he started missing. And then Jonathan Kaminga was one for four in the fourth. So they kind of co uh, cooled down. But I have to say, Norman Powell did step up his defensive intensity in the fourth he was getting a lot closer chest to chest and actually sitting down and guarding but the three balls from norm one after the other off very good ball movement and two of them in that corner left corner right in front of our bench and i have to say when paul got fouled out mr 13 strippers he led us across the finish line the warriors didn't abandon the high drop one time he got draymond on the switch and draymond locked him up to be honest and then he was starting to get Steph Curry in the switch. And when Steph and Pods were closing together, James Harden is going to have an advantage. And a lot of times they were sending the double. Or when he was in that pick and roll and they were in that high drop, made that nice pocket pass. And we get the ball movement going for an open three. A lot of hockey assists from James. Norman Powell was knocking down the three ball. And then how about Amir Coffey making that big one when Russell Westbrook, I forget who he Euro-stepped, but he Euro-stepped and sent someone into next week. He sent someone across the Bay Ridge to Oakland because that was a dime and a half. And when Amir made that three, I knew he had them. But funny enough, they cut it down to three. And then I don't know what Klay Thompson was thinking, but he fouled with a 15-second shot clock, game clock differential. And Russ, how about this? Just like in game one of the playoffs last year against Phoenix, makes the clutch foul shots. And they still cut it down to three. They try to get a stop. And guess who comes in and keeps the ball alive for the game-winning offensive rebound? It's that man, number 14. 
What a collective win for us going into the All-Star break. Team was fired up. Got it done for the coach. We win it 130-125. to 125, Win the season series over the Warriors. Three games to one. And the ref is none other than the Polish... That's a Polish last name if I've ever seen one. Scott Twardowski. What? I've never heard of him. He absolutely sucks. Get him the fuck out of here. Clippers win it. 130-125. to 125. We are now... 36 and 17 heading into the all-star break 16 and 11 away from home Kawhi Leonard was traveling with the team and Christina Pink who was looking mighty fine as usual uh, said that he shouldn't be expected to miss more time than you know like he should be back next game after the all-star break so we're gonna keep knocking Paul George has only missed three Games and James and Russ have not missed a game. This is still unbelievable. Let's read the line starting with the Warriors, who shot 46% tonight, shot 15 more shots than the Clippers. But oh my god, the free throw disparity! Holy shit, I didn't see that. It's funny that Tyloo was getting so mad. I, I haven't looked at Warriors Twitter yet, but I bet you they were complaining about how can Tyloo be bitching with 19 more free throws? Have you noticed it's always the Warriors that don't get calls? Now, granted, Steph Curry does get a bad whistle. But, like, he shot 19 threes. Like, you guys don't attack the paint. You have no interior presence. Like, there's a reason why the Warriors are always the ones complaining. I get Steph Curry doesn't have a good whistle. I acknowledge it. Neither does Paul George. But finally, he got one in the fourth today. I, was, I, looked, at, I looked at my dad, and I was like, oh, my God, PG's getting calls finally. Warriors got outscored in the fourth, 44-28. to 28. Look, when you get outscored, you let up 44 points in the fourth quarter. You have nobody to blame. You can't guard. And... Maybe Pods and Curry can't close against great teams together. I don't know. But let's talk about Moody. Only got eight minutes. Has he been playing less? Warriors fans, let me know. It feels like he has. I haven't heard anything about him. I like Moody. I thought he was playing better in the beginning of the season. He's having the best season of his career statistically. Let's see. Moses Moody is averaging a career-high 8.3 points a game. He's averaging a career-high 17.6 minutes a game. Um, He's not averaging career-high in field goal percentage, three-point percentage. He is averaging a career high in free throw percentage and rebounds and blocks and steals. So he's having a career year, but doesn't feel like he's getting too much time. In this game, he got eight minutes and had six points. Lester Quinones, is this guy good enough to be in an NBA rotation? I've, I saw nothing of that tonight to warrant me saying that. He had three points on one for three shooting in eight minutes. Warriors went 10 deep. Sarich only played six minutes. Donut, 0 for 2. Both of those shots were threes. They got nothing from their bench outside of pods. Looney, 11 minutes. He's been taken out of the starting lineup, and now he barely plays. Four points, two rebounds, one assist on one-for-one shooting in 11 minutes. And then GP2, two points, two rebounds, three assists. He's going to play good D. One-for-two from the field. Missed his only three, 14 minutes played. And then you had Clay Thompson, who played less than pods. 12 points, three boards, on four for 14 and one for nine from three. So there you go. Continuously, Clay Thompson um, just, he's declining. I don't know what to say. Andrew Wiggins, 10 points, six boards, three assists, four steals, no turnovers. His defense is still phenomenal on the ball, in my opinion. At least from what I've seen, it's really good. Uh, four for 10 from the field, two for six from three. Um, you know what? I shouldn't say really good. It was good because there were a couple times where. It seemed like James Harden came off the screen a little easy. But again, I think that's more that they don't have a real rim protector. They have like once once teams get in the paint on Golden State, there's not much like Draymond is 
very sharp about his rotations. He, t- he does as well as he can, but like he's not a rim protector like that. Wiggins shot four for 10 from the field and two for six from three. No free throw attempts. Warriors shot 38% from three and 72% from the line, 13 for 18. We shot 50% from the field, but as I said, shot 15 less shots than Golden State. We shot 34% from three, so we caught fire in the fourth from deep, but we didn't have a good shooting night from three like that. Let's see in the fourth. We shot five for eight from three, but that was mostly uh, Norman Powell, and then Amir Coffey made that one. But okay, Denver says Lester. Denver is one of my subscribers. He has a great channel of his own. Says Lester has been solid lately. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, who are we on? Jonathan Kaminga? Yeah, Jonathan Kaminga had 13 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 turnovers. I thought he was pretty good. 6 for 13 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3, but he was 1 for 4 in the 4th. So going into the 4th, he was 5 for 9. Draymond Green, 9 points, 10 boards, 4 assists and a steal, just 1 turnover. He was 4 for 12 from the field, 1 for 2 from 3. That floater was not going. So 3 for 10 from 2, Draymond. And then Pajimski, my God, 25 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists and a steal, took 2 charges, had only 1 turnover, shot 75% from the field and 100 from 3. 9 for 12 from the field, 5 for 5 from 3, but here's the, the kicker, 2 for 6 from the foul line. He missed four of their five free throws that they missed. That's pathetic. Come on, Pods. Steph Curry, 41 points, four rebounds, five assists, four turnovers, though. He's one of the league top 10 in the league, I believe, in turnovers. He averages over three a game. 15 for 31, 9 for 19 from three, two for two from the line. I think there was one time he should have gotten fouled that he didn't, but that's about it from my vantage point. Of course, I am watching it from a Clipper perspective, but he had a good game. Now let's talk about the nine men that played for the Clippers. Brandon Boston got nine minutes. I think he did nothing wrong, but just missed open shots. Zero points, 0 for 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Talked about Mason Plumlee and how great he was. How about Amir Coffey? Played 24 minutes, none in the second, but he was really good as he has been lately. Had that bad turnover, though, but it was only one turnover. 14 points, six boards. One block, I'm sorry, no blocks. 14 points, six boards, four for seven from the field, two for four from three, four for four from the line in 24 minutes. The Brewmaster continues to be fantastic. Then you had Terrence Mann, who played 28 minutes. And as I said, one for six from three. So he was really struggling from three, two for two from inside the arc and made some really nice passes, whether it be on the drive and kicking or on the cut, finding someone else. He had nine points, five rebounds, four assists, and a turnover, and had two offensive rebounds, including the one that sealed the victory. And then, how about Norman Powell? 21 points on 8-for-13 shooting, 5-for-7 from 3, and of those 21, was it 21 points? Yeah, of those 21 points, 12 of them were in the fourth. It's amazing how he continues to be big time in fourth quarters for us. And then Russell Westbrook. It was looking like a rough game for a second, but I thought he did a great job staying in attack mode, getting to the basket, finding cutters, had some really nice passes in the fourth, and of course, the offensive rebounds. He got four of them. And the Warriors were beating us on the offensive glass in the first half. They had 13 in the game. We had 12, four of them from Russ, who had 
15 points, five rebounds, six assists, one steal, two turnovers on six for 14 shooting. He didn't listen to my rule though. He was 0 for 2 from three and he shot the third one. I thought he shot some bad threes in this game. The free throw shooting on our side wasn't great either. We were 29 for 37, 78%. Russ missed two of them. Terrence missed two of them. So that's no good. But Russ, I thought, was spectacular in 31 minutes overall in the game. He was a plus eight. Let's look at Russ's fourth quarter stats. He had 10 points, four rebounds, three assists, and a steal on four for six shooting. So you give him an extended period, he found a way to contribute. And remember, the Warriors are small, so we're going to take advantage of that. How about Big Zoo? 28 minutes in this game and looked a lot more like himself. 13 points, 10 rebounds. We got a nice double-double. Three assists, some really good stuff in the short roll. We had 28 assists in this game, which I like. Two steals and two blocks for Big Zoo. Three turnovers, though. I think I wonder how many of those were moving screens. Five for seven shooting, three for four from the line in 28 minutes. I thought he was awesome, and it's looking like he's slowly but surely getting back to full form. And then we had Paul George, who... Got lucky with the fact that he fouled out and we still won. But 24 points, 5 rebounds, 5 dimes. He had some really nice passes in this one. Out of double teams, bounce passes, passes up ahead. They had that nice pass to Terrence Mann on the break in that first half. 24 points, 5 boards, 5 assists, 2 steals and a block, 2 turnovers on 8 for 17 shooting, 1 for 7 from 3. So he had an even worse 3-point shooting night than Terrence did. 7 for 8 from the foul line in 33 minutes. Then for me, the player of the game, he had so many hockey assists, but he was the guy for me, James Harden. 26 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 block, just 1 turnover. He was a tied for a game high, plus 13 he was 7 for 12 from the field, 4 for 9 from 3, and 8 for 9 from the line. He did play 40 minutes, however, which is a lot. And I'm happy he didn't make the All-Star game because it's a much-needed break. Huge win for the Clippers. Make sure to tune into my Western Conference episode. I talked about every single team in the West, and it's time-stamped. It will be out on podcast platforms on Thursday. Appreciate you all. Clipper Nation, take care of yourselves during the All-Star break. And keep tuning into Diamond Dropper because there's going to be content and, of course, Locked On Clippers. Now to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat. Super Chats are turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. Peace and have a great night and great all-star break.